Hey there, internet friends, and welcome to That D-Plus Show. Class is in session for the only show from That Nerdy Site that lets you know exactly what kind of quality to expect right from the name. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey, and each week we sit down with guests to talk about a Disney Plus offering of their choosing. This show is made possible entirely by the support of our patrons over at patreon.com slash thatnerdysite. If you like the show and can support us over there, we would definitely appreciate it. If you can't, no big deal. The fact that you're listening is awesome, and of course, we would also love it if you like, subscribe, rate, review, and share this show with your friends, especially uh, this is episode two, as we are trying to kind of get the word out on this show. Please, uh, any kind of word of mouth you can spread would be wonderful. Uh, Last week, we talked about a goofy movie. This week, we are throwing it uh, to Frank's pick, and we're going to be talking about the Disney Channel original movie, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. As I said, joining me today, we have Frank Bazzani from That Nerdy Site. How you doing, Frank? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. So tell me why you picked this movie. Um, uh, I I, I picked Goofy Movie last week, uh, and, and, you know, peek behind the curtain we're recording this like you know 10 minutes after we finished up the goofy movie uh, episode uh but tell me why you picked um eddie's million dollar cook-off frank it, yeah you know like because growing up uh I, I enjoyed the disney channel original movies a lot probably i guess like a lot of people did and eddie's million dollar cook-off was like one of my favorites that i definitely remember and I think it was it, it, that was one of the ones that like every time it was on, I was in and like would watch the whole thing. And I don't think it necessarily repeated like a ton, but I definitely re I watched that movie a lot as a kid. And I feel like I've seen it at least like 10 times before now. And I haven't seen it since I was like, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it like over 10 years again. Like, yeah, since I was like a kid watching these like as it came out and kind of like as it repeated throughout the years. But it was like. Okay. It, it, the reason why I particularly chose this one is because, like, it, it was one of my favorites. Uh, and I think, like, uh, I, looking back on it now after kind of rewatching it, I think kind of the cooking angle probably connected with me. And, like, I kind of grew up being interested in that or having that as, like, a side hobby or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one of the kind of one of the pitches you and I have talked about is a potential, like, that nerdy site video series or something has been, like, the idea of, like, you just doing some cooking and stuff, a little cooking show. Um, so we'll maybe visit that down the line. But um, yeah, like looking looking at it through that lens, that makes sense. Um, this is obviously a show, or a, a movie about a guy who, you know, finds this passion and love for cooking, um, but also has like a passion and love for baseball and has to figure out which one he wants to pursue. Um, so I can appreciate that. Uh, a little bit of a history lesson for you, the listeners, uh, on this show. This was originally released July 18th, 2003. Um, the runtime is an hour and 50 minutes, and after uh, watching this basically after a Goofy movie, which was 78 minutes, I was like, oh god, I'm going to feel this one. And I did. Um, <laughs> and then in the Disney timeline of things, uh, in terms of Disney Channel original movies, this fell right in between the Even Stevens movie and the Cheetah Girls, uh, and it's it's interesting like looking at it in that time frame. And and Frank and I were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. Like I remember the Even Stevens movie and the Cheetah Girls coming out. I did not remember this movie at all being a thing. This completely passed me by. Um, this would have been right after I graduated high school. Um, so you know that summer in between high school and college was probably a busy summer for me or something. But like I remember the other two things being Disney Channel original things. And I just did not like until you pitched this as like this is the thing you wanted to talk about. I'd never heard of it or remembered it or anything like that. So um, so that's kind of my history with uh, with this one. 
a uh, little bit of roll call for the who's who of this film. Uh, you have the director, uh, Paul Hone, who also directed The Luck of the Irish um, a couple years earlier for Disney Channel uh, and uh, a lot of other Disney shows and movies over the years. Uh, you have a trio of writers, Jack Jason. Uh, this is his only writing credit, but one of the things I thought was interesting about him is he's done a lot of uh, work on other projects per his IMDb as a sign language interpreter. But that was kind of neat, so... Um, he seems to go work on a movie set and kind of help people um, figure out some of the sign language if they're incorporating that into their their films. Um, Rick Bitzelberger. Uh, this was the probably one of the funnest ones I saw when I was doing the research on this. He wrote for a TV show called Erotic Confessions, which I had not heard about, but it seems very much in the ve- next vein of the other thing that I uh, I saw that I did recognize. He also wrote for the MTV series Undressed before Hell uh, yeah. this. MTV like undressed. I remember like being something that I was embarrassed to want to stay up and watch uh, growing up because it was very much like softcore, like like pseudo porny kind of vibes and stuff. So the fact that the guy who wrote those shows um, it was also the writer on this, I was just like, what? Uh, <laughs> and and the thing that stood out most was like, oh. I wonder if this, like, I wonder if Disney knew that he had written for that show at all when he came on and wanted to work on Disney projects. <laughs> uh, and like, so, like, it... in the timeline that was before this, like, he he went yeah. on to do the bake off or the cook off. Yeah, yeah. Undressed was was <laughs> like the late '90s, I think. I think it was '99, and then he did this in 2003. So, yeah, he and and the erotic confessions show was even was before Undressed, even. So, yeah, it's just like, ooh, he like he definitely made a a turn for like. For the Disney, uh, uh, we're just a weird like that's a weird IMDb catalog. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Dan Berenson, uh, who wrote for Sabrina the Teenage Witch as part of the TGIF uh, block at the time. Uh, he also wrote the uh, the movie Halloween Town High and Hannah Montana. The movie were a couple of notable picks of his that I pulled out for uh, for the sake of this. Uh, in terms of who's who in the movie, starring wise. You have Taylor Ball playing Eddie, um, the kind of star of the show. He had done an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger <laughs> before this, and he was on uh, a series on CBS called S- Still Standing at the time. Uh, that that ran for four seasons, and he did this basically like it seems about one season into that show. Um, I like I vaguely remembered like the like the family of that show. Um, in particular, Mark Addy was like the dad on that show. And he was, um, for those who watch game of Thrones, he played Robert Baratheon, um, in, uh, in season one of game of Thrones. So he was like this character's or he was this kid's dad on that show. Still standing on CBS. Oh, I he's completely done, forgot about this show. <laughs> he has done almost nothing since like he is, uh, Taylor balls, uh, IMDb quite quiet, uh, outside of that series, which ran for four seasons. And, uh, and, uh, this, um, uh, I think he had like a couple other like one or two episode things elsewhere, but pretty uh, pretty quiet outside of that. Uh, on the other hand, you had Orlando Brown as Francisco, who had done Family Matters prior to this, and around this time he was doing uh, The Proud Family and That's So Raven on Disney Channel. He was very much kind of one of those like Disney Channel mainstays for a few years there. He's done a little bit more like harder edge stuff. Uh, he's kind of been doing some like hip hop and, and rap stuff. Uh, per his uh, his IMDb, um, he was in Straight Outta Compton as well as kind of like a uh, you know, a side character somewhere. Um, I liked yeah, him like he, in this 
in this movie and i really like like how he he kind of like you said he was kind of like a staple in a lot of the disney stuff even like that's so raven and stuff and yeah. like i like he was definitely seeing some of the same crew in some of these movies yeah when when i when i first looked at like who was in this movie and what to expect i was like okay i recognize him i didn't know anybody else basically <laughs> um uh you have rose mciver playing hannah who went on to be a yellow power ranger uh in the power rangers rpm series which i did not even know was one of the different power ranger series but i thought that was, that was cool that was the one um, uh, that was like on when i was a kid growing up and like i loved it they were basically space cops okay nice um and yeah the 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 thing i actually recognized her from which i was like oh that's an interesting like she grew up into that role uh she was olivia moore in i zombie um which i've never actually watched i zombie but i know uh, I know of the show through Rahu Kohli, who's a kind of funny, you know, uh, stalwart uh, and kind of funny best friend. So I know of the show through him, and I've seen like, you know, clips here and there of uh, of Olivia Moore, but um, uh, and and um, Rose McIver, but not actually watched the show myself. Um, I didn't put him down on here, <laughs> but like the dad of this definitely stood out as like he's one of those guys. Like you see him in a lot of things. Like he he definitely looked familiar to me. Looking through his IMDb, I could not place like the one thing I really remembered him from. Um, the only thing I could think of was he was like in an episode of The West Wing, and because I've watched that series so many times, and and um, for a, a a season and a half did a West Wing podcast. Maybe I remembered him from that in the in the near past, but um, yeah, he he was uh, one of those kind of like you know character actors who's just done a ton of stuff. And then the last one I did highlight is Bobby Flay, um, who obviously has done a bunch of cooking stuff. Um, I, I I made a joke when I was taking notes for the movie that like I'm I'm almost kind of convinced, or it's it's in my head canon that the reason uh, Eddie gets into cooking in this movie is because he sees Bobby Flay and thinks that guy looks way more like my dad than my dad does. So, <laughs> so maybe he thinks he's like Bobby Flay's secret illegitimate child. And and that's um, why he asked Bobby how to crack an egg, and he's exactly. like, "Hey, stick around, and I'll teach you, son." Yeah. Um, uh, another one that uh, I didn't really highlight here in in our document for the show, um, but the uh, it it kind of echoed what we talked about in last week's episode with uh, Polly Shore being listed in this movie as like an uncredited role. The teacher, the home ec teacher, is. Uh, uncredited in his film as well. Um, she's in a bunch like, of stuff. And it, it, yeah, she's she's done a bunch of stuff. She's you know another one of those kind of like you you've seen her in things before. Um, but just the fact that like that role, which is a sizable role in this movie, is like uncredited. I was just like, that's weird. Disney's weird. <laughs> I wonder what kind of weird things they were uh, doing like contractually that led to that kind of stuff. I wonder um, if they signed on to do like bulk movies and you just get some weird uncredited deal. They're like, Hey, we need you for this movie. Like fill in. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something like that. Um, one of my, um, uh, so I used to work for Phoenix theater in town. Um, and they have, uh, somebody who kind of, uh, I think they're still in this role, but they were basically an artist in residence. And basically that just means they are guaranteed that they're going to be in like at least two shows in the year. Um, they're going to get cast in, in at least two shows throughout the year. Um, so maybe it was that kind of thing of like, hey, we're hiring you and we're going to throw you into like, you know, a TV episode here, a Disney movie here, whatever we need you for. We'll we'll do that. Maybe that's what her, her deal was. And that led to the uh, the lack of uh, <laughs> a credit in this film. I don't know. Um, I, I was unable to find any uh, any hard hitting Eddie's million dollar cook off <laughs> trivia um, outside of the, the the one trivia that IMDb had listed is that the. 
uh, chocolate chicken thing that uh, that Eddie Mole. makes at the at the end of the movie. Um, uh, there's apparently Bobby Flay has you know said on on record uh, outside of this movie that like um, that's his favorite meal to make is is chocolate chicken. So like that was a reference to Bobby Flay apparently. I don't know. Um, that also seems like something that somebody could have just written into, <laughs> written on an IMDb post uh, and not really fact-checked at all. So, uh, so that's all I have in terms of trivia on this movie. So, uh, so what do you think about uh, about this movie, and how does it hold up coming back to it all these years later, Frank? Uh, for me, I feel like this definitely holds up and kind of like, I don't know if I may have mentioned it either before we started recording or after we did, but it's kind of like, you have to kind of know what you're getting in for. Like, this is one of those Disney original movies for Disney channel. And like, it is going to be just like super family friendly and everybody's going to have like a happy ending and it's going to be kind of like light and fun, but I don't like, I, it might just be the nostalgia goggles for, like I said, I, I, I watched this a bunch growing up, but going back to it, I was like, I feel like it is just like this comforting kind of nice story about he finds this love of cooking and then he kind of has to like struggle with this back and forth of like not trying to disappoint his family or his team and his friends and he ends up ultimately kind of deciding to do what he wants and they kind of support him anyways like I think it's like a really nice kind of like story and like it kind of hits all those beats you want and I feel like this is like one of the epitomes of that kind of like Disney original movie yeah I um so as I said, this was my first time coming to this movie, um, uh, and I sat down and watched it this morning, and was like, uh, um, so immediately we we joked about it before we started recording. Like the movie immediately kicks you into a title graphic that doesn't look great. I'm like, oh, yep, okay, that's immediately putting me into the mindset of what to expect for this movie, and then you have that like opening scene of like all the groundhogs playing baseball and they all suck and they're all terrible. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and the, my, my note that I made, um, is, uh, incredibly Disney channel, original movie level <laughs> acting. It is, it is, uh, like it is peak that it is what I expect. Um, uh, it, it like, I, I would argue it, doesn't hold up um, it, it, it from uh, as somebody coming to it for the first time. In particular, the whole runner of like I I want to say I have like four notes in my uh, in my Google Doc about sexism and sexist jokes. But that, like, he gets his comeuppance uh, at the end. Like he kind of not really like that. That's so so my my runner of that is uh, oh cool a whole bunch of sexist jokes about how Eddie is a girl because he wants to cook. Um, so that, like that right there was like, yeah, if this movie were being made today, they would have found a different approach to that. Like they still would have like given him crap for it, but it would have been way less like, oh, you're a girl or something like that. It would have just been like, Hey, I mean, especially given how bad he is at cooking in the movie, <laughs> um, like to start, it's like, yeah, like they could have made fun about all that stuff instead. Yeah, so I had that. I have, oh God, more super sexist talk from the dad. Hannah, you're really one of the guys, and d- dismissive about a guy being a nurse. Uh, and then, which is uh, like uncalled for for like no reason. Agreed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I have dad sexism is re- is rewarded with a montage of everyone else in the school showcasing their sexism when it's like uh, when when it's revealed that Eddie made it into the competition or whatever. So it's just like, okay, yeah. So that there's there's those four things, and then yeah, you're. You're like, oh, he gets his comeuppance. I have the note. Kimberly finally calls the dad coach out on his bullshit. 
But Dad still gets a pass because everybody joins uh, in when Eddie shows up to save the game. So everybody's like, yeah. So, like, yeah, everybody starts calling him out for, you know, being a, a turd about all that stuff. But then Eddie shows up and, like, it gets dropped immediately. <laughs> and it's just like, eh, okay. Um, whereas I think, like, the counterpoint there is, like, the mom shows up and, and we've been made to believe this whole time that, like, she will only accept her daughter if she's a cheerleader and all that stuff. Uh, and so I had, yeah, I had one more line there of uh, Hannah's mom proves she's better than Eddie's dad in, like, <laughs> one line when she basically says, I, I accept you, it's cool. Like, here's your glove. I found this, too. Um, so I was like, see, you could have just done it that way. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that's, that, I think, is the, 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 the through line of the movie that, like, is, is certainly the weakest for me is just that, like, that kind of approach to the storytelling I don't think would be made today, especially not on, like, a Disney Channel kind of thing. Um, and then just, yeah, like, I, there's just a lot of, like, really bad acting in this movie that bothered me. <laughs> so, the brothers are really kind of, like, bad actors, like, but I guess they're good at being, like, stupid, dumb older brothers, but they're also just kind of, like, bad, you know? Do you, yeah. you feel me on that? Like, when they're, like, eating the sandwiches, watching him on TV... And I'm like, it just seems like really weird, like bad acting to me. Yeah, there was there was just a whole bunch of that throughout, and and the the uh, the girl I didn't I didn't highlight her, but the girl who plays um, Bridget, like this was the only thing she ever did. She never did anything else. And like in her introduction scene, I was like, did they like do ADR for her because she sounds so completely out of sync with like the rest of the environment, um, and it's just like a weird. Like I don't know what what was going on there, but like she she felt like at times she was in a completely different movie than everybody else. They could have because they definitely ADR the dad at one point. Like when he, I think at yeah. the end when he's talking to like the mom and he's like, I don't know what like is going on here or whatever. Like he, that is definitely like not the audio from that scene. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, I I I definitely um, watching this without like the nostalgia goggles and stuff. Um, I I think it, I think it. Like I don't, I don't. Admittedly, I don't know what Disney Channel original movies today look like. Um, but like I, so I, I will compare this to one of the things I talked about in uh, in the extracurricular section of last week's episode of like that uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series is you know theoretically that could be incredibly bad, tropey, like terrible acting and all that kind of stuff. But like they're good kid actors and they're they're like yeah they're in like very tropey like experiences and situations but the actors are like doing really good performances in it, and they're they're good children actors whereas a lot of the kids in this movie i was like you're not a good kid actor like most of the family that we we talk about um the db kid i don't think is is good oh um, for sure yeah like um and that i mean like he was a kid so i'm not gonna like fault him entirely for that and all that stuff he was another one that like he had done like one thing of note. Oh, he was he in in Pearl Harbor. He was um, young Josh Hartnett's character. That was uh, <laughs> that was another like who's who that I like originally put in there. But I was like, ah, I can, I can cut some of those people out. Um, but yeah, like he he's just another one where like he's another guy that like I feel like I recognized from that era of Disney Channel stuff. Um, but yeah, he he's not great. Um, and so yeah, there's just so much of that kind of level of acting. Like like I said, like. Disney Channel original movie acting that is just like so like like it's over the top like everything it's, it's, it's just yeah it's like... very over the top and and just like 
uh, like everybody is mugging to the camera kind of thing, and it was just like, oh man, so much of this is painful. I would I would much sooner see a movie like this be made today, but with a more much more like realistic kind of sense and sensibility behind it. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on if it holds up or not. Um, and yeah, also just kind of like like the the movie is like so tropey for me that um that like yeah I, I basically started doing like a checklist of like all the things I would expect to see in either um either a Disney Channel original movie or like a baseball movie um uh so like what let's see if I have uh uh kind of, if I can think about what those um oh obligatory food fight scene yep that's that's oh, something yeah. you can see in like all these kinds of movies they did surprise me and and one of my my favorite moments is that they came back and had a second food fight scene later in the movie I was oh, like yeah. oh okay they went there. All right. Um, that, I, I also that, like, thought gets those a little... were... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they were well done, like, food fight scenes. Um, but it was just, like, any any kind of movie like this that takes place in, like, in the high school setting or the junior high setting that I think this one's in, it was just like, oh, like, you have that moment where somebody says, food fight, and, <laughs> and just everything goes to hell. Um, and I was surprised, like, when it happened a second time. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you... You didn't blow the food budget on the first one, so you had room for a second. Neat. Um, but yeah, and, like the 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 hey batter batter is a uh, is you know something you hear in every. Uh, um, basically, I could have I could have like written out a bingo card of like baseball slash like this type of movie things, and I think I would have been able to win a bingo. <laughs> um, that would have been a good idea. We should yeah, that's uh, we should do that for one of these. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, what did you want to say about the food fights? I just thought they were like well done. Like I, I guess I definitely remember there being food fights in the movie, and I thought there was like a third one for some reason. But I two is definitely like enough. But like I just I guess now having in hindsight having done like some video stuff, I like look at that and I go, I feel like these are actually really well produced. Honestly, like there's a lot of like shots of like food in the air or like somebody throws like milk and you just kind of watch it go across the air. And they always do that thing where like somebody gets hit with like a pie that shouldn't be there for like no reason. And yeah, they hit was, the principal I, with like dog food or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I made that. Uh, I, I I saw I saw that when uh, like in the first food fight, like the teacher is back there and she's like compliment. She's like good arm, Hannah or whatever. <laughs> uh, like when Hannah hits her in the face with a pie, apparently. Um, but I, I like right before she got hit in the face, I was like, oh, the teacher is miraculously like getting out of this unscathed. Oh, nope, there's the pie in her face. <laughs> Check. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, like, but yeah, the fact that they came back to it and had a second one, that was, uh, I was like, okay, that that surprised me in terms of like what I thought this movie. I did not think they would do a second food fight <laughs> after the the first one, which and the, and the first one like at least happens in like an appropriate setting of a home ec classroom where there there is like food around or whatever and it's not just like hey everybody like food fights in cafeterias was not like a normal thing that happened like in all of my years of uh like elementary middle and high school there was never a food fight at any of my schools so I also... it just is such a movie trope kind of thing and because like I, I'm with you on that because I never participated in one in my entire life. But this movie not only makes it out, not only does it happen twice in the movie, they make it out like these people have also done this like 15 times before this. <laughs> yeah. Like they yeah, talk they, about the like, other events. Yeah, this is better than the spaghetti one of second grade or whatever. Yeah, it's like they're, they've they've got their own top 10 list of the best food fights of their lives. And it's like, okay, like y'all are just ruffians if you're having that many food fights and like 
you should pay so many so much money in damages to the school for all the messes you're making <laughs> and, and all the food you're wasting. Food. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, those those are some of my kind of like overall thoughts of the of the film. Oh, I, one one that I'll throw out there is just kind of like a a gag thing that I thought about. Um I also like to think that Orlando Brown's character in this grows up to be Tyrese in Fast and Furious. He's always <laughs> eating and he's always hungry. Um he doesn't quite go hungry with it, but like I was like uh, that that was just a thing uh, at some point. I was like I would like that if like that was somehow made canon <laughs> that somehow Eddie's million dollar cook off is a prequel to Fast and Furious uh 2 or Too Fast Too Furious. I would support um, that. And then yeah. I mean you could even be like he just meets Paul Walker later, has some cool yeah. adventures. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, or maybe maybe Paul Walker's character is Eddie and he changed his name. Oh Ooh. yeah, I could definitely go. see gotta... that. Oh, and then cuz then he would have changed his name too cuz it's he now he goes by Tyrese. Yeah, and he and he. Uh, well, no, it's, or it's not, what is it's not Tyrese? It's, it, uh, it's uh, Roman. Roland. Roman. Ro- Roman. Roman Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so maybe he's maybe he's just looking for the perfect tuna sandwich uh, <laughs> in Dom's kitchen in the first Fast and Furious movie because he's reminiscing back to when he won or when he didn't win this uh, this competition at the end. Um, yeah, that's. I think that I think we've just made this movie better by tying it into the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most things are going to be better if they're tied into Fast and Furious. Um, uh, yeah, so so those are, I think, some of the, the kind of, you know, bigger things I wanted to touch on. Another thing that I would say that, like, if this movie were made today, um, they have that whole thing at the end of, like, uh, the dad, you know, comes around or whatever and gets himself thrown out of the game so he can go help it, help his uh, his son. Um, and they make a whole thing about like, yeah, you're right. Girls can play baseball too. And it bothers me then that like they do that whole thing. And then Hannah goes up to bat and still like strikes out or whatever gets out. And it's not until like an inning or two later that DB goes up. And so it's like, they, they say like girls can play baseball too. And DB wins the game, but not Hannah. I think if, if like the, like one of the changes I would make among many, if this were being made today is I would, I would let that be Hannah that like scores the winning run and stuff. Um, so that it does really like turn that like gender thing on its, on its head that like it's pretending to try and do, but not really. So, yeah. I just like at least appreciated that. Like, like I'm totally with you that if this was made now, it wouldn't even have like any of that probably. And it doesn't even necessarily like need it, but I just like at least appreciated that. Like, because there was all those moments when stuff was like when like yeah people were saying stuff like that and I definitely was like ooh, but then I like I like the part where they have that moment where and I get it's definitely just kind of a throwaway almost because it's like that happens and then he still calls her one of the guys later and then it's just like sorry, like yeah, and she's like no it's okay it's like but or I mean or you could accept that like he's trying to change, <laughs> uh, instead of giving him a pass, uh, but again that's like drastically different eras between when this movie was made and and you know today um uh where we uh where we try and be more conscious about that kind of stuff um cuz i mean like that's the the thing like i could very easily see like none of that stuff batting an eye back when uh, when this movie did come out like nobody would have cared about any of that kind of stuff you know baseball was a boys thing cooking was a girls thing like i remember that being like the the norm in in uh in middle school for me it was like um for electives you had uh, in here it's like computer science or home uh, home ec in in 
uh, middle school for me, it was home ec or woodshop. And it was like, well, I'm a guy, so I'm going to go do woodshop, of course. Um, and I made like a, you know, a race car or whatever and a check checkers board, chessboard, something like that. Um, uh, cause I wasn't going to go do home ec and, and do the cooking and, and get that. Meet like, Bobby get Flay. The, yeah. Get, get the, yeah, yeah. Meet Bobby Flay. Get, uh, get that like bag of flour that you have to treat like a kid. <laughs> like that was just that was what school was like in like the 90s and and early 2000s that was still the norm was like there were boy things and there were girl things and like hopefully society is changing away from that a little bit more but it was not around the time of this movie so so tell me frank um uh like what what are your general kind of like what did like you talked a little bit about um kind of you think this resonated with you because of the cooking side of things did you like watch this and then you were going and making like all sorts of weird recipes where you were mixing like fruit loops into chicken wing recipes or stuff like that? I never like, I feel like I definitely had interest in cooking before and after the movie. And especially as like, I kept rewatching it over time, but I definitely didn't try to copy any of like the weird stuff. Cause like they make it a point where like everything he makes, or at least the stuff he like serves to people is like great, but it's yeah. all like fruit loops and barbecue sauce and like bay leaves. Like it's just like <laughs> the worst combination of stuff. Like, yep purple stuff just no idea how it became purple stuff but it's purple stuff i i made a joke about that of like is that the purple stuff that was in all those sunny d commercials <laughs> exactly like it was his edible barbecue sauce just in a jar in the but and you had to push past that to get to the sunny d yeah i uh i i, I definitely like think that like so like i didn't try any like the weird stuff but i definitely could see that like it's still kind of probably that's why i think that i like i did say i think it, that's kind of why the movie connected with me and i definitely tried to like keep you know cooking and i never tried to pursue like comp competitions or anything but i did watch a lot of those shows and like like i knew who bobby flay was so it's really interesting to just see bobby flay in this movie like i don't know how or why they necessarily like got him but i thought that was really cool that he's like this influence on eddie and then eddie gets to like meet him and he's like super nice to him the whole time like yeah I was wondering, were you surprised? Like, did you think he was going to be at, like, the competition? Or, like, when they kept showing the clips of him, like, on TV, did you think it was, like, building to that? Or did you just think they pulled, like, real clips? I mean, it it seemed like they were setting it up that he was going to host the competition. I, I, I felt like I got that from the, the contextual clues of the of things. Um, so, yeah, like... At, I, but I also like I admittedly also I think what like looked at the IMDb cast list to see who was in it kind of stuff first. So I saw Bobby Flay on the on the cast list. So maybe I just had that in my head going into it. Um, but I like I thought it it made sense. And that's like I feel like that's another one of those kinds of tropes of these kinds of movies of like, you know, you could have gone with like an Emerald or, or something like that. Like whatever the chefs, you know, that were making stuff at the time, like oh yeah, they can use kind of existing footage of like their own cooking shows, kind of cross promote, get them, you know, out in front of this new audience. And then, yeah, they show up for a couple days of work, learn a few lines and, and basically like play themselves more or less. Um, I feel like that was, that was another thing that you would see in these ty types of movies um, all the time, be it, you know, it, it like maybe not, um, a chef, but like uh, an athlete would show up in a, you know, a sports movie or something like that. And he would be like the inspirational and be like, you got this kid kind of at the end. Um, uh, like, I feel like that was just kind of the trope of the time. So maybe I just expected like, oh, 
they're they're like showing images of him. Of course, he's going to show up at the end of this movie to you know be there in person and and you know uh, try and uh, give Eddie words of encouragement or something like that. And uh, one of the of the other things I think why the movie also connected with me, and especially like in hindsight watching it, it's like today uh is like he he obviously has like relationships with everybody in the movie and his like entire family but i think the relationship between him and his mom is like kind of special they don't really mm -hmm. dive a hundred percent into it but i really uh like connect with the angle of like we're not going to tell your dad this is like some secret thing but of course i support you i'm going to help you with this i don't see anything wrong with this and she's even like hey i know you're really good at baseball but you kind of want to do this but like your dad won't understand you know i'm yeah. like my note there was the mom is the only sane person in this movie. One hundred percent. Yeah, like, she is the only like person that just seems like a normal person. Um, everybody, like everyone else in this movie, is playing like an over-the-top character version of the characters that they're playing. Where she's just like, she's a cool mom who's like, oh, my son wants to be a cook or a chef. Cool, I'm gonna support that. Oh, if he wants to go play baseball, I'm gonna go support that too. Whatever, like. Yeah, she she was the only one that like stood out to me as like like yeah, just a normal person in this movie. <laughs> and and like from and just cuz even like from my family like no, no neither none of my siblings or my dad would have had any problem with me cooking or anything I wanted to do, but I just definitely like I know like that would be my mom. Like my mom would be like don't care whatever it is, this is for you, like we're going to make it happen, like and she'd take me to the bake off or whatever, the cook off. And I totally like, I don't know. That's why I think that also kind of connects for me too. just kind of like watching it today, you know? Yeah. Very cool. And it, it the, some of my favorite moments with it though, too, is like, I, it, I still laughed at it. I don't know if you found anything actually like genuinely funny. And I know a lot of it like kind of probably isn't funny anymore, but like there was a couple moments I still kind of like got a kick out of, or like when they, when you mentioned they're doing the opening practice, like that ball gets knocked into like the vendor cart full of hot dogs and soda and yeah. just gets like batched all around and that dude just has like the most over the top reaction of him like following the ball all around while like screaming yeah that was like that was definitely like i think that's when i wrote the note of like oh this is disney channel original movie like at its peak kind of like acting at its peak kind of thing um i did uh so like there was one thing that that got like a good chuckle out of me um that i wrote down uh and i wrote like this is the line of the movie hands down it's the mom saying like, to the teacher, I can't get him to clean the bathroom, but he'll stick his hand up a chicken's butt. I was just like, how, how is that line in the rest of this movie? <laughs> like, cause that, like it, it, it rings true, but it's also like that. It feels like that's the most like PG 13 thing that like they try and squeeze in this movie. So maybe that's the one line that this, uh, the guy who wrote undressed snuck into the movie or something like, I don't know. But like that, like that just, because of how jarring it is with everything else, like that jumped out at me. And then, like I, I laughed at a lot of things in this in, in the movie. But like for like in the way that like you watch a bad movie to laugh at the bad things of the movie. Right. So like the fact that uh, I, I made a note, like it took at least three cooking montages to reveal that Eddie to reveal that Eddie can finally crack an egg. But apparently, because he's still doing it with two hands instead of one, it's still an issue, and he still has to ask Bobby Flay, "How do you do it with one hand?" And then like at least it pays off when the dad shows up and is is an idiot savant at cracking mm -hmm. eggs with one hand and does it like right off the bat. Because like, I feel like so... that's the first time the dad's ever cracked an egg before. Like they kind of set it up that he's not like he's a baseball player and he's like an 
architect or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they set it up that, and then he immediately just one hand perfect. Like, yep, yeah, he he does it. And he's like, "Am I doing it right?" And and yeah, like he's second guessing it. But yeah, it, it's it's like in any other movie, it'd just be like, "Okay, he cracked an egg." But because they put so much like attention to the fact that Eddie can't figure out how to crack an egg <laughs> throughout like almost the entire movie. Um, I was just like, okay, they're putting way too much attention on the fact that Eddie can't crack this egg. I feel like we could have <laughs> cut out ten minutes of this movie if we didn't care that Eddie can crack an egg or not. Um, so they definitely make it a point where, like, they say, like, this is like this Master Chef competition. All your techniques need to be on point, and like Bridget is always hammering that home. And then on Eddie's side, they're just really hammer home that he does not have any basic cooking techniques that you would get in like one on one. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like he's he he's like the epitome of like he's winging this whole thing, and she is like the like, and they they even talk about it. it you know, you always have that conversation of like cooking is a mixture of like art form and science of like you've got a recipe, but you can like tweak and play around with the recipes and stuff. She is pure science, and he is pure art form, and it, like that was the. Uh, my like one of my first notes on him, knowing that this is a movie where I'm supposed to expect that this guy is like a crazy good cook. Um, as he's making his Eddie dogs in that first scene, I'm like, I'm supposed to believe that this kid is creating Jackson Pollock level artwork <laughs> as he toss, as he just tosses stuff onto the hot dogs. It's like, that's not, that's not a, that's not cooking. That's just throwing a whole bunch of shit on a hot dog. It, it's just like, everything they have in the stand. Like he just exactly, literally yeah. takes every single thing. <laughs> and he just makes a mess of that stand as well. He's like, I don't care if I'm getting it on the hot dog or the bun or the 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 you know the shelf or whatever. I'm just gonna pour this ketchup and this mustard wherever I want. I'm just gonna throw stuff at it. Yeah, it was just like, like my my notes were like the cooking montages as they were are terrible. <laughs> like they they they're because it's just like he's just making a mess and he's yeah. and he's like it's okay. I need you to act right now, act like you're cooking, and that's all he's doing. And it, it's just, like, so, like, bad Disney Channel acting in every one of those montages that I was just like, okay, yep, okay, here's another terrible cooking montage. Oh, we've got a third cooking montage. Um, and, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, those are so, so bad and painful. But, like, at the same time, I, I appreciate the wider story that's being told here of, like, um, you know, I, I appreciate that we were going to get to the end and it was going to be a, he's going to find a way to have it all. He's going to, you know, he's going to get to cook and people are going to accept that he's, you know, he, he likes cooking and the team's going to win the big game. Cool. Awesome. I like the way that that plays out was mildly interesting of cause like he shows up at the game and then the thing starts and he's like, okay, so he doesn't get to the competition. Like he misses half of the competition basically because he went to you know, the game, and then he misses the second half of the game and all that stuff. So, like, that's an interesting approach to that, you know, very, I would say, tropey kind of story. Um, but at the same time, like, even there, like, they have a whole montage at the baseball game, and it turns out only one inning has passed. It's just yeah. like, wow, you are, you guys are just going montage crazy on this movie. Um, uh, and and not using montages in the way that montages are supposed like you're supposed to use a montage to convey a lot of information or a lot of time passing um and you do all of that but then not a lot of time passed and it's like what the what what was the point of that as a montage instead of just like having one hit or something like have that have that be the scene so yeah they're like there were there were some genuine moments where I was like ha I like I I loved that line with the with the mom and the you know, chicken up the butt. 
Um, and and even even though I was expecting it, as soon as the dad shows up, he's going to be great at cracking the egg. I appreciate that they actually like followed through with that. Um, and I I will say I did appreciate until it gets like kind of swept under the rug. I appreciated the girl basically saying like, "Stop saying the sexist crap. <laughs> like, just let me throw like a person. Why does he have to throw like a girl, or I run like a guy, or whatever? Like, just." You know, we we run good or bad. Like I appreciated that they actually, like, brought attention to it and didn't let the guy have a full pass, um, for being the jerk that he was being throughout the movie. Like they they actually address it, even if they still kind of don't address it in a way that like is completely satisfying because it doesn't like he he doesn't like he maybe starts to learn from it, but we don't see him really like, make the change outside of, like, when he says you're one of the guys or whatever, like, he says, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's, I guess that's, like, that's his character growth in in terms of that arc. Um, and then his character growth in terms of, like, accepting that his kid wants to cook is the other thing. But, yeah. Like, so I, I, I guess I appreciate that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it could have been handled, I think a lot of, the, a lot of this movie could have been handled a lot better um, than, it, than it is. I can definitely see that, and I and I and I definitely don't like disagree, and I kind of like the parts you're kind of highlighting. I could even see, like especially like like you like you kind of said too, like if they did it today, it could definitely be higher quality, probably better, definitely probably even like better written. But I, I definitely think like especially for at least being of the time, I definitely like enjoy it, and that's what I like. It like I don't think they necessarily fulfill all the plot lines or like everything in the most satisfying way. But like you, we we're saying with with like I like that they at least took the time to call him out and try to make that statement because especially that could have easily just that scene could just not exist, and then the movie could just like keep going, you know? Yeah. Um, the other one that I kind of uh, uh, laughed at, though, too, that I guess I might highlight is when they're making the the PA announcement, and it's basically just all about Eddie. Yeah. Like, they're like, Eddie's the, the first boy ever in the entire school, and he's the only boy in his grade, and then, like, it's yeah. just not about Bridget at all. Yeah. That, that was an interesting little <laughs> runner of, like, her constantly being overshadowed. Even the teacher, like, I like, I like the teacher at, for the first chunk of the movie of, like, okay, she's, like, trying to be supportive. Even when, like, he's complaining about all these things he hates, she's, like, taking it in. She's letting him vent and, and get all that stuff out. I basically said, like, home ec teacher has the patience of a saint. <laughs> um, but then, like, when she goes uh, to talk to the family or whatever... Um, I I made the note. Oh, I take it back. She's a terrible teacher. He just shit talks talks Bridget because like, because uh, like he's like, oh, you still got Bridget, and she and she's like, yeah, but she sucks. She's not, she doesn't she doesn't have the passion that you have or whatever. It's like, oh, that's like Bridget gets crapped on a little bit too much in this movie. Um, I, I definitely uh, feel that because there's also that scene where Bridget's like I literally asks her like, and I guess like, you can definitely get the vibe that this teacher's like her only friend or kind of like confidant. Yeah. And so, like, she's like, "Is that why people don't like me?" And she's like, "No, no. There's so many more reasons." <laughs> yeah, that that was another good line. I, I I did chuckle at that too. Um. So yeah, that's the those are I would say those are like kind of my but like the highlight movies. I also um the 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 freeze frame at the end of the movie where like she gets invited along. That's a nice little moment. But then it it is like if you look only at that freeze frame it looks like Eddie won the trophy and she's just looking at it longingly. It's like, that's a weird way to end this. Whatever. Whatever. I did appreciate that they didn't have him win. Um, That Mm. like, it would have been really easy to make that choice to have him, the the team both win the game and he wins the competition. But I appreciate that like, Hey, 
he's not a great cook. Like, yeah, he's got a passion for it or whatever, but, like, he still needs to learn the basics to be any kind of good at this. And coming in and and being, like, at an hour disadvantage and not having, like, a crew of chefs helping you out and all that stuff, like, he couldn't have really won. So I appreciate yeah. that they did let her have that victory um, after she got crapped on throughout the rest of the movie. Um, so that that's another, like, I appreciate that they made the right narrative choice on that instead of, like, letting him really have it all. Um, because then it would have just been like, oh, okay, I call BS. Um, but yeah. So what what are you some some of your other favorite moments uh, from the from the movie? Uh, I'm trying to think because I definitely uh, I like the cook. I like a lot of the cooking stuff. Like not necessarily like you're saying. There's a lot of those like cooking montages and stuff. But like I definitely like a lot of the cooking stuff and the actual like competition itself. Because I do like, like, kind of like you, you mentioned, like, I do like that. I like that he, like, when I was a kid, I was like, especially the first time I saw it, I was really disappointed that Eddie doesn't win. But as an adult, I'm like 100% with you because I'm like, he shows up with like an hour left. He sets his one thing on fire and his pudding doesn't set or uh, his whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like a, he had a bunch of like technical mistakes. And again, like Bridget puts up such a big deal that this is the, like the master competition where everything has to be like on point. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, he has the passion and the, like a natural ability, but he definitely like uh, shouldn't win the competition. And I definitely like I think that's funny is like watching it as an adult. I'm like, yeah, he definitely shouldn't win for that. Yeah, um, I, I, I do like that. That perspective, though, has changed for you over time of like you 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 did want him to win as a kid as you know, as as when you're a kid and you're identifying with this kid who's your age or whatever. Like, yeah, you of course you want that kid to win and get everything and all that stuff. So it makes sense. But yeah, I appreciate that. That like you 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 can recognize like all of those those issues if he had won, and because like I was thinking about it now like and when he's like late to the competition and just shows up late I was like why do they even let him in like and let, just let him start late and then Bridget's like literally has that scene where she's like he can't do that and I was like yeah thank you like he yeah. can't just run yeah. into this competition like what what are the rules. <laughs> And like I, but then in that same kind of scene, I do like that the dad eventually does come to help. I thought it was weird he has to get himself thrown out. Like, I guess can he not just leave? Like, is that against no, baseball mean, rules? Like, I mean, no, it is. That's another one that I would check off the box of like teacher or a uh, uh, coach, you know, tells off the umpire to get thrown out of the game or something like that. Um, like it's just checking off that box. Um, and you know, in the like. He does that to save face, I guess, in the same way that, like, DB gives the worst pep talk. Um, <laughs> that, that was my note. He gives the worst pep talk that's, like, impressively bad when he says, like, we don't need you. You need to get out of here. We need to do this for ourselves. And it's just like, dude, just say, like, hey, you want to go do the cooking thing? Go do the cooking thing. We'll be okay. Like, that's the pep talk you're supposed to give. <laughs> like, that's where you want to be. That's where you're meant to be. Go do that. We'll be fine. Like, that's the pep talk. The fact that he just like makes him feel bad is just like, what are you, what are you doing? So like both of those things, it's just like, okay, yeah, those were the weirdest options of those respective scenes. Because yeah, the coach could have just been like, hey, other coach, um, that is here clearly for this purpose to fill in for me when I leave. You got this. I'm gonna go, you know, try and make things right with my kid. Like he. Like that easily could have been the scene, and then you didn't need that that whole thing with the umpire at all. I did appreciate though the umpire being like, "The last call was in your favor. What are you doing? What are you talking about?" <laughs> like playing playing with with that kind of idea as well. 
I, I like yeah. the other coach too. Like I like him. Uh, like I know he's barely in the movie, but like he, I think it, he is kind of like funny. And like, like there's that scene where he hands him the hamburger and he's still, he's chewing gum in every scene that he's in. And oh, yeah. he's like, Hey, are you going to spit out your gum before you eat that hamburger? And he just walks away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of like funny. Just like, I like, they kind of just like had that kind of built up and just this random joke about that. And I like the, I also like that he was like agreeing as they were like telling him off about like the sexist <laughs> comments. Like he was like nodding yeah. his head. Like, yeah, you get them kids. Yeah. My dad was a hairdresser. Yeah. A, <laughs> so yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, but like, again, that that's just another thing that like could have been like more attention could have been put to that instead of like, him saying it as like a throwaway thing and like I don't really care. I was making the same sexist jokes with you. I was I was right there with you making fun of the the other coach being a nurse and all that. Like okay, yeah, you didn't need to do any of that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I would I would say that uh, I like I appreciated that the dad kind of came around to things and because uh, I I was very much expecting it to be like, you know what team. We'll get him next year. Let's all go help. Uh, like that was that was what I was expecting when they when they introduced the idea of like yeah like everybody else has a team like we should be there helping him. I thought they were all gonna like just leave and go. Um, yeah. And so the the fact that they didn't and the fact that it was the dad that went, I was like, oh okay, I guess that's an interesting because I would have expected at that point, given like, you know, he was accepting of it at least. Um, Orlando Brown's character Francisco, I would have expected him to be like, hey. You guys don't need me. I'm gonna go help him out, um, to be like the best buddy or whatever. Or even like Hannah, who had kind of like, like, hit, like lied for him to basically say like, no, no, that like the purple stuff is mine. Of course, Eddie's not cooking. No, yeah. it's 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 mine because I'm the girl, and you guys will accept that I cook stuff. And then um, nobody just like and then says and a then word it goes it. nowhere. Yeah, like that whole like the purple stuff thing and the just like I feel like that went nowhere. Like it, it like got him into the competition, I guess. But and, and like, that's it. Like, and it's never yeah. referenced like again after that. Like, yeah, it was weird. I, Any like, other favorite moments to highlight? Uh, just real quick, I, I did like like I kind of like you were saying. I do like that it is the dad, and like basically, I like that you do get this like role reversal where he's the coach who's always like, "All right, do this, blah blah," and then now it's like Eddie who's like, "I need you to do this, this, this," and they're doing the like baseball like shorthand almost you know yeah and even when he has to throw him he like calls out the lemon and he like throws it to him at like the last minute like i i definitely like i i kind of like enjoy that and the one thing i don't know if you necessarily picked up on it or noticed but one of the things i didn't like i definitely feel like they intended this was like with his cooking is when there's that part where the teacher and him kind of like have that discussion and she's like do you know how to layer a lasagna do you know how to like poach an egg you know how to do like peel zest the lemon like he does that stuff throughout the like the rest of the movie after that like he does all of those to the point where that thing he does in the competition is zest the lemon over the top so i thought that was like yeah. an interesting thing I, yeah, well, I, ca- I caught the Zesta Lemon one because um, obviously that's like the iconic, you know, at the end of the the competition moment. But yeah, until until you mentioned it, I like I saw him making the lasagna. And I was like, oh, he's actually making like a decent meal on his like night to to think about it or whatever. Um, but I didn't piece together that that was like referencing back to the lines that she had had said. Um, yeah, like I just so, thought that so, was like an interesting yeah. thing they will, like put will, in. Yeah, I will, I will. I will give the the movie a little bit more credit for that, for uh, for seeding that in there, um, uh, and and you know, in a way that I didn't even catch it. So, 
cool good good shot i also there. i feel like it was intended but i also because it's a disney channel movie if that was just completely accidental i also wouldn't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that was like the whole cooking competition in general i was a little bit like like lost around um because they made a whole point of like you got to have these four um uh you know items um and i like i guess yeah they put the they put the hot pepper on the chocolate or whatever mm. at some like they make a point of doing that and then obviously the lemon thing at the end but even like i don't even remember what the other two ingredients were supposed to be or like how he worked them into the the meal so yeah it, it was just like they they introduced it as like this iron sh- iron chef kind of competition thing and then i just feel like they decided hey we're actually instead of spending too much time on this we're going to go back to the baseball game and do a whole bunch of stuff at the baseball game that like they didn't need to do i would have i would have been much more interested in seeing like him actually have to struggle and catch up in the competition as opposed to it just being yet another montage in a series of montages i would have liked to have had a little bit better sense of like what he was doing compared to how everybody else was like already an hour ahead of him um but again i agree with just, that that's me no, I definitely agree with that, especially because, like, going back now, it's definitely, there was a lot more about baseball than I remember. And I definitely remember baseball being, like, the part of the other half of the movie because that's, like, what he's, his conflict and he's torn between. That's kind of, like, what it's built on. But, like, going back now, there's way more just, like, baseball and actually playing baseball than I remember. Like, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's, let's tackle the report card for this uh, film. So I want to, uh, well, I'll I'll go first. Yeah, please. I feel like I'm probably gonna be a little a little cooler on this than you, so we can end it on on you uh, enjoying it more. I like, and this is a this is, like there is an element of like grading on a curve here of like okay, if I'm grading this on the curve of if I was grading this as like a movie a movie movie, I'd be like okay, this is like a D D plus kind of thing. Um, but if I'm grading it on the curve of Disney Channel original movies, I'll bump it up to like a C C plus somewhere in that range. I think it. I think I don't think it's great. Um, I think it is a like a perfectly average Disney Channel original movie kind of movie. Um, so that's that's kind of where I would end up throwing this one. Uh, how about you? Where do you where do you put this one? Uh, I definitely like. I feel like weird almost like ranking it as high as like I want to, but I guess it is just like personal opinion. Like because yeah. there's definitely things wrong with it that could be fixed or could have been done better. But I still like. I think this is a really fun, enjoyable movie like in i know again there's definitely like the problems we've talked about but i definitely think it's just a fun ride and in terms like it would like kind of like when you said like when you compare it to the caliber of the other like disney originals i feel like this is one of the better ones and kind of has everything in like a full kind of complete story and i mean for me just like i think it kind of holds up and it's fun to just go back and sit through and rewatch. like and again i i I usually try not to like you know i guess view things through like super nostalgic lenses but that could just be ruining the whole thing for me and that's maybe why i like it so much but i i feel to me i feel like this would be like an a like but it's in i guess the better the way to say it is it's in a if you like know what you're signing up for like if you're looking for like a really great movie or like a great movie about cooking or baseball i don't know if that's necessarily it but if you love disney channel original movies and just want that like fun thing to go through and kind of want one of the better ones i think this is it all right that's i mean that is perfectly fair i'm not gonna like argue with you on that because and and especially like i think this does resonate with you based on kind of the things you've talked about in that you did kind of see yourself and the and your love of cooking kind of brought to life on the screen here a little bit so 
Um, so I can appreciate that that this, um, especially like there's there's no you know like dragging nostalgia into the conversation, especially for a silly show like this to grade it and give it an A. That's perfectly great. I I, I can appreciate um, that that that's what you would uh, score this. Um, so extra credit. Um, any other suggestions if you like this? Um, like outside of Disney, uh, I was thinking of like you know, baseball movies of the era, like Angels in the Outfield or Rookie of the Year or something like that, they don't really have that, like, you have to choose one thing or the other um, kind of thing, so I didn't really end up putting them on the list, but those were certainly things that uh, that popped into my mind uh, for this. The, uh, the, the automatic recommendation that came up for me when the credits started rolling on Disney Plus was Luck of the Irish. Um, it's another one. I've not seen that one, but you were mentioning um, beforehand that... Uh, um, that that's kind of it's it's another sports esque you know high school movie um, mm. where he's 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 what a leprechaun and likes basketball kind of thing. He um, it's a it's about like a kid who is like I think he plays basketball and he kind of finds out his family has the luck of the Irish and the, the leprechaun. It's kind of like Angels in the Outfield, but for like for basketball, like the leprechauns help him play basketball. Yeah. Cool. It's all right. I I recommend it honestly. Like it it, it like I feel like I like the bake or the cook off more and some of the other Disney originals, but that's also not a bad one. Like I definitely yeah. watched that one a number of times. Yeah. We, I, I, I imagine like I, luck of the Irish is one I had least heard of. So I imagine that's something that will make its way onto this show at some point in time. Um, especially knowing that I've got a ton of friends out there that do love like that era of Disney channel, original movies that would want to probably hop into it at some point and talk about it. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it for this episode or for, for um, the, uh, the conversation around Eddie's uh, million dollar cookoff. Uh, last little bit here, extracurriculars. Um, and we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode uh, in air quotes uh, in that the only two things you've watched on uh, Disney plus so far are a goofy movie for last week's episode and this for, uh, for this week's episode. So I will throw out um, another one out there. Uh, last week I talked a little bit about, uh, or Cameron and I talked a little bit about um, uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, the Imagineering story, and uh, and the Mandalorian. Um, I will also throw out there One Day at Disney um, is another in the same vein of um, the Imagineering story. It's another documentary where they kind of go through. Um, uh, it's it's a whole bunch of, like they they have it as like a a movie piece, but then they also have like a series of shorts so you can watch either one and it's people that work at Disney in various different capacities kind of talking about what they do at Disney. Um, one of the first like of the shorts uh, one that's out there is um, one of the guys who like his job, he's one of the, like the certified people that can draw Mickey mouse. And, uh, and he's been an animator with them for years and he, he did um, uh, he was kind of the, I think the lead animator on Aladdin uh, and did like a lot of stuff with the genie and Robin Williams and stuff. And he, they kind of talk about and show how he, um, before or as like a, a test bed for what, um, uh, what the genie was going to turn into. He took Robin Williams stand up comedy and basically animated it as the genie, as if he was doing it. And so they, uh, they kind of show some of that like early, um, uh, kind of like test drawings for that stuff. And it was really cool. And he talks about how like one of his greatest joys in life is that he made Robin Williams laugh. Um, so like seeing little stories like that is really cool. Um, and they, like another one that they do in the shorts is like this guy works as a scuba diver at Disneyland 
basically going in and like fixing um you know the underwater rides or checking making sure everything works with the underwater rides in the evenings and stuff so it's just another cool little uh uh like documentary series um about disney and and you know the people that work for the disney corporation so um definitely something worth checking out in the uh, in the same vein as the imagineering story that we talked about a little bit last week so that's the extracurricular i'm going to shout out this week uh that's going to do it for this week's episode of that d plus show thank you again frank for joining me uh to discuss your uh, your pick of eddie's million dollar cook-off look forward to uh having you back on the show one of the uh, other ones we had talked about when uh when kind of floating ideas was johnny tsunami so if you want to sit down and uh and tackle that one here in, uh, in a couple weeks we can certainly try and do that as well you can follow frank at irrelevant jokes anything you want to shout out frank uh yeah i guess at this point by the time you, you're listening to this uh you should be able to go on to the that nerdy site and not only should there be the uh, my game of the year list for 2019 then going up today should also be game of the decade uh from me so i should have like a pretty good list of kind of my favorites from the decades and why and maybe just a couple other shout outs to you know with some other good games you may want to check out great yeah, you can follow me at Trevor J. Starkey, and yeah, I'll kind of echo that. Um, this week's content on the website is, um, it's it's kind of twofold. It is our uh, individual best of the decade, best of the 2010s lists. Um, so mine would have gone up yesterday, uh, and, you know, knock on wood, we're recording this a, a week in advance, but knock on wood, I would have done um, uh, my, you know, top games of the decade, top uh, blockbuster movies of the decade, top art house movies of the decade and top musicals of the decade, top Broadway musicals of the decade are the, uh, the four that I'm planning on writing. So hopefully those all made it to, uh, to publish. Um, but you can also see this week, um, kind of our year end game awards style, that nerdy site awards where we're, uh, we're uh, kind of shouting out all of the, the different genre awards or different design awards, um, kind of the best games of the year, um, in certain areas. So, uh, today should theoretically be day two of like our genre awards, so it'll be stuff like, you know, that RPG game and that strategy game and stuff um, that you can see on the site today. Uh, and then this coming Friday is when we will uh, kind of give our uh, site-wide top games of the year and top films of the year. Um, that's going to be the the end of our end of the year uh, coverage uh, slash year-end lists and all that. So check all that stuff out. Um, if you miss any of that or you want to go check all that stuff out, you can go check out uh, That Nerdy Site at That Nerdy Site on Twitter, thatnerdysite.com. You can find out all that stuff. Um, please, as I said at the top of the show, uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, please like, rate, review, subscribe, share this with your friends and all that fun, good stuff. And if you feel so inclined, you can always help support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thatnerdysite. We would be immensely grateful if you can, but if you can't, no worries. We totally understand. So thank you again, Frank, for joining me. Thank you, listener, for joining us. And as always, stay nerdy and be good to each other. Class dismissed. <laughs>